Welcome to another episode of Chupo Chisme. As you know who I be, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Today we're in uh, Rialto, California. Rialto, California. How you been? Good. How have you been? Sick. Me too. Okay. And we're in uh, Rialto. Yes. Southern okay. California. Southern California with the Morales. Sis, sis, sis. That's what he calls you guys, by the way. We're the Morales. And Pedrosa. And the Pedrosa. So we're here with my uncle. Blas Antonio Morales. Say hello. Uh, my name is Blas. I'm born in Juarez. And I've been growing up pretty much out over here in California. And I've been married for uh, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think this is your, I think this is your last Father's Day. <laughs> it's the biggest lie I ever made. Yeah, I've been more of a 49 years for most Presti. And uh, I'm happy to be here with my family. With Pedrosas, Valderramas. Valderramas. Uh, what else do we have here? Pedrosas, Valderramas, Morales. <coughs> and uh, I'm really happy to be on Father's Day with the whole family in, in Rialto. With my parents, my family. Uh, Mario, Mario, Mario uh, Tony. Borrachales. Uh, <laughs> you want my son Tony? Do you want to introduce your kids? Uh, yeah, my How many my son kids Tony. Do you have, tío? Hijos tío? I have uh, three kids, ten grandkids, and one grand grandkid. Holy shit! Woo. Big family. This family has been having fun without TVs. Yes, uh, <laughs> big, big, big family. Aquí se hace la fiesta sin invitaciones. So we have a. Uh, Tony Jr. or you're no, the No, I'm just Antonio Morales. Antonio Morales. You're not Blas. No, I'm not Blas. He's Antonio. Antonio. And you're from? I'm from here. I was born in Hollywood. You were born in Hollywood? Yeah. Oh shit. Nice. I see muy americano. Uh -huh. A star <laughs> is born. Como te ha cambiado el norte? And you? We have the daughter? I am. I'm Nora. And I'm actually from Juarez. I was born in Juarez. So, but yeah, but raised here. Raised here? Mm -hmm. does, does the other daughter want to join in? The other daughter? You Norma, want to introduce? Norma, uh, Glendale, California. Oh. Hi, we're Americana también. <laughs> Sorry. So, when, what, what year was it when you came to LA? And here, when I came to LA, uh, actually it was 1972. 1972. And uh, I started working here and I never go back to. Back to I used Texas. to work in Texas, and I like come to LA, and I start working in LA, and never back to Texas. Mm -hmm. But I have most of the family in Texas in and Juarez. So you were, uh, so you spent most of your childhood in Juarez. You were born yeah. in Juarez, yeah, or El Paso, también, or El Paso, yeah, we much much back and forth, you know, Juarez yeah. and El Paso. So 1972, you came out here. How old were you? Uh, I was 19 years old. Shit, 19 years old. You came with Concha? No, yeah. Concha, come over here. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. It was 1974. Yeah. 1974. Yeah. 1974. 
Sientes aquí, tía, para que platique. ¿Y qué se vino a trabajar aquí, tío? ¿Qué estaba tra ¿En qué estaba trabajando? Bueno, estaba working here en Anala, ya estaba working en el restaurante. En Marriott. And then from there I started working in uh, Technoville. And then from there I only had three jobs in California, which is a restaurant Marriott, Technoville, and Capitol Milling. That's it. Only three jobs in my story. Capitol Mill was a mill for um, wheat. Yeah. Grains. Yeah, grain milling. Grain milling. So you yeah. retired from that? I'm retired from there. Thanks to them, uh, I get my degree in... Uh, Green in science in Switzerland. And how many years did you spend there? I, I mean, spent, doing your doing your trade. How long? How many years? My training. I started working about thirty years in training when I get my school, and then I got my uh, my degree in Switzerland. Europe. I graduated from the Green in science out there. And you beat out all the people with bachelor's degrees and master's yes, degrees. Yeah. You had higher scores than them. Yeah, I, I was there with seven crew from the United States. And I was the only one I have no, no higher education, no higher educations. Education. Right. And I was the only one who went to Switzerland and got my degree in branding uh, science in Switzerland with not education and United States pretty much. So uh, I learned by hand. And when I went there, uh, good thing I have the experience and I passed yeah. all the tests. Exactly. I come to the United States with my degree. So when you came to, to when you got here to LA, can you tell us a little bit of how it was when you got here to LA? Growing, I mean, because you were 18. Yeah. You were a kid. Yeah. So how how was it in Los Angeles? It was in hard. It was very hard. Yeah. It was very hard because in those days, life was not easy. Uh huh. And I had my daughter Nora. Later on, I started struggling a little bit and. I gave my daughter Norma in Glendale. And from there on, I have a great guy who it was my teacher. He was from uh, Kansas State University. He was my professor. Right. He was to give me all the training. So it was easy for me when I went to Switzerland, passed all the tests, because I already have all the training here in the United States, all the school in here. Right. So when I went there, I get surprised. Uh, it was easy for me to pass all the tests. <laughs> so you take some already, ass. And... I already have the, the training in here with, without going through university. Right. So I beat all the guys they have through university. <laughs> and I come out with my degree, I mean, without going through university. That's awesome. Which was awesome, you know. When you, when you moved over here... Where did you end up? Where did you live? Like, how do you start a life moving from one country to another? Yeah. How, how did you land here? Like, where did you start living at? And well, did you have an apartment or did? Well, when I come in here, I start getting an apartment. Mm -hmm. Where where'd you land? Where'd you land? I, I used to I used to live in uh, East LA. East LA. Mm -hmm. Then from there we moved to Glendale, California. Mm -hmm. From there we moved to Rosemead, from Rosemead to La Puente. From La Puente to Rialto, and I'm still here. I'm still here. Rialto. I remember, I remember when I was little, I came with you because we would always hang out. So Nora and I are four months apart in age, exactly. I was born in February; she was born in June, and I felt like an honorary uh, daughter of 
Gaga and Papa. And so I was always with them. And I remember coming with you when they were building your house. When they had just the two by fours, the structure of your house. And then when we were having our house built four years ago, Papa and Gaga went and saw our house getting built. While they were struggling with the two by fours. That's so true. I always remember that that you guys had your your home, which is now. Cuánto tienen en la casa allí? Which one? That one. We've been here for 42 years already. I remember Woo. that. So we're happy. Pero no squinkle de seis años entonces. Yeah. Let me let me uh, interview a little bit of Tony. Let's see what he's got to say, Tony. Yeah. Welcome and thanks for being on the, on the podcast, man. He is man. the youngest of the. Tony's the youngest of the Morales sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best looking one. <laughs> and you said you were born in Hollywood, California. Yes, sir. Son of a bitch, that's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. You you brag about that shit or not? Oh, not really. Nah, no. not really. You don't have a tattoo or anything? No. no. That's a good idea. No, I think. That <laughs> tramp stamp. Uh, the Hollywood sign on my back. And, yeah, dude. That, that would be badass. Yeah. So what do you remember about growing up in California? Because, I mean, that, that's like a... I mean, us being from Texas, it's like... I wonder what life's over there. What's it like growing up in... Uh, is it Southern California? Would you guys call it yeah, Southern California? Yeah, it's still Southern California. We're our, our, our outside of L.A., so... Outsiders still consider it L.A. You know, right. Come over here and, yeah. Uh, but as far as I can remember being a kid, uh, my memories go back to... Nothing but orange trees out here. I don't remember much of the I vague, yeah. ma- vague memories of Rosemead. Uh, vague memories. I think I can remember my curtains. They had airplanes on them, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. Yeah, you had, you had the light blue ones, right? Yeah, the, the little airplanes on them. Yeah, and that's all. I, I can remember that from there, and I think that's about it. Um, but then from there, my next memory is is being in Rialto, and I remember just nothing but orange trees. Right. Orange trees everywhere. And grapevines. Yeah, grapevines grape and orange trees. Were there, um, were there wineries out here? Or no. No, no. No, no. It was the grapevines? Yeah. It was all the leftover grapevines and orange trees from back in the old days, I guess. Oh. So you, did you go to school around here or kind of far away from no, the, from where you're at? I started, no, I went to school here um, in Rialto, but from what I remember, I like telling the story. People don't... Uh, don't, people don't believe me when I talk when I talk about racism and stuff like that. Yeah. One of my first memories as a kid is is, is something that a lot of kids don't go through nowadays. But uh, somehow we ended up getting zoned to a school on the opposite side of the city when we were little kids. Uh, so we basically lived on the south end of the city, which was our neighborhood was still it was brand new. Right. Uh, but this city, primarily the south end, was. Was all the Hispanic and Latino, whatever. Right. Uh, that's where they all lived. Right. The center, the central part of the city was where all the blacks lived, and the north end was majority white with money. Mm-hmm. And they had, they had the country club up there. We all we've all referred to it as the country club. Right. So somehow we ended up in school by the country club. Don't ask me how. I don't know how it happened, but a bus used to come up to our street and take us to school up on the north end. So my memories of that school where you can count on your fingers how many Latinos were in that school. Yeah. It was literally, you could count them on your fingers, and one was my sister, one was my other sister, one was my cousin, and one was my other cousin. And then maybe some other kid I can't remember. 
And that was it. Yeah, remember when you ended up in a newspaper, the city newspaper for a Cinco de Mayo thing? So <laughs> I tell the story also. I tell people about this. I say, yeah, you know, we have Cinco de Mayo. And it's like, to me, what I remember is they rounded up all the Mexican kids in the school, which happened to be all of us, all yeah. of our cousins, yeah. and basically said, hey, why don't you guys dress up like Mexicans and do a Mexican dance for us, for Cinco de Mayo? Uh, I mean, you think about it now, and it was racist as hell. Back then, we took it as pride, you know, like, oh, yeah, we get to show off our heritage. Right. Our parents got involved and dressed us all up and yeah. whatever. And they took it as, oh, it was, it was you know, yeah. it was a moment of pride for them. But now thinking about it, I thought that's pretty messed up, you it know. Still is. They, it still ra- is. they rounded us up like that, and that's how they saw us. I mean, to have that memory, that's the one memory that you have that yeah. sticks out. That's horrible. Right? And then on top of that, in second grade, I had a teacher, I'll never forget this, I tell the story all the time. Her happy, and her name just happened to be Mrs. Crow. The last name Crow. And if you think about history, you think yeah, about the word Jim that Crow? name Crow, yeah. Is is a bad part bad time in history, right? So I'm in class and we're doing some kind of vocabulary and she asked me to say some word. And so I said it, you know. Uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I I learned English pretty quick because my sisters and watching cartoons and whatever. So I really didn't have the whole you know, Spanish accent, the right. whole heavy accent. I, sp- I spoke pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't say the word right, I guess. I guess in her eyes, I couldn't say it right. And so recess came, and they let all the kids go to recess. And she told me, no, you're staying here. And I'm like, what did I do? You know, I'm thinking, what did I do? And she said, no, you're going to sit here, and you're going to read this word. You're not leaving the recess till you say this word. And so... I can't remember the words to this day, but I remember reading the word. And she says, no, that's not how you say it. Say it again. So I read the word again. I thought, what am I doing wrong? I said it again. I'm going to give you one more time. Say it again. I said the word. She turns around, slaps me across the face, and tells me, this is America. You need to speak right. She says, go sit outside. You're going to sit on the sidewalk during every recess now until you can speak right. Well, as a kid... Second grade. Oh, I was in second grade. Second grade. And this is around the same time that the whole dance thing happened and all that. Yeah. And uh, my mentality at the time as a kid is, well, man, I screwed up. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Right. And I was scared to tell my parents, you know. Yeah, I, like most of us were. Yeah. Most of us were. They were always right. The teachers were always right. We were, we were kids. What do you know? So I was terrified, you know. I didn't want to tell my parents. Yeah. So the yeah, rest yeah. of the day, I remember having to sit outside for recess during lunch. I had to go back to the classroom and sit on the, on the sidewalk. Until all the way to the end of the day. And meanwhile, all the kids in my school were making fun of me. Making fun. Because my name's Antonio, right? And back in those days, that name was very foreign to these kids, especially where we went to school at. And because of that, till this day, that's why I always tell you to say my name's Tony. Because it always stuck with me. Yeah. Because I, I got made you fun wanna, of. You don't want st- that stigma in yeah, your name. Yeah. And they were always made fun of me because of it. Yeah. And uh, during that day, I remember the kids were laughing at me, laughing at me, making fun of my name. And uh, yeah, that, that, I mean, but that's how what that time was. That's how it was during that time. That's those are my memories of being a kid here. And you know, I don't, I don't get mad at my parents for it. That's just how it was. He was trying yeah. to provide a better, you know, yeah. better life for us over here. But that's how this city was. And to this day, I don't understand why we got bust to that school. And it wasn't until about fourth grade where time started changing. And that's when you started seeing a mixture of everybody so showing years. up. Two years from yeah. there. Two years was a huge difference. And that's when you saw the change. It was two years of, 
lot of struggles for you guys. Yeah. So how about now? Do you see any change? In now it's completely the, the city's now complete the opposite now. Around, right? it's, yeah, exactly. There's very very few whites here. Yeah. Uh, it's majority majority, you know, Latino here. Right. Um, you still got the, the blacks here, but majority is probably uh, Latino here. So there's it's complete. So there's opposite. a lot of second generation Mexicans here, yeah. not really. Yeah, it's all second generation. Um, but that's what I got to see growing up here. You know, that's that's how much of a change. That's rough, man. That's a that's a yeah. that's a rough thing to to hear, man. Like especially because it's not that that long ago. It's not that long ago, man. It's, yeah. This was eighty. This was eighty two, probably. Jeez, yeah, because we talked about in our previous podcast of like the sixties and seventies, right? But you think by then it's like okay, we have civil rights. This has to stop, and we're now in 2022. You're going back to 1980, in the 1980s. It, it was still there. Even now, it's still around. You know, it seems like it's never gonna end, and it's just ridiculous. And all because my uncle wanted to provide a better life for his family, like, like you were saying, Tony. Like, and what what is wrong of what what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with trying to make a better life for you, you know, no. for your kids. When we're, you're we're an to honest do working person, you know, mm-hmm. you're not here taking handouts or getting freebies or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So let's get Nora. Yeah. Talk a little. This is Nora. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Concha. Concha can say. No, you're in Spanish? Lo que sí, como lo quiera, que quiera, pero va a dar vuelta. Okay. Yo lo que quiero decir es que cuando ellas empezaron a ir a la escuela allá en la puente donde vivíamos, nosotros decidimos de movernos para acá porque allá había muchas gangas y en las escuelas se agarraban a balazos. Una vez en la calle donde vivíamos cerraron la calle porque no nos dejaban pasar porque todos se agarraron. Había policía de todos lados. Y mi esposo dijo, ¿sabes qué? Vámonos de aquí. Vámonos. Vendimos la casa y por eso nos vinimos a vivir acá. Es lo que le estaba diciendo a Mario ahora en la mañana, le digo, por eso pasan las cosas como pasan. Todo lo que batallé yo de chiquilla y lo que mi mamá también batalló mucho, ¿verdad? Y sufría mucho. Qué bueno que nos sacó de aquí, de donde estábamos, sí. y me llevó para allá, porque Dios sabe qué nos hubiera pasado. No, yo, ¿qué hubiera pasado si nos hubiera pasado allá? A la mejor ella se da una chola, solo. Todo blind. ¿Ya? Ok, aquí vamos. All right, Nora, you're up. All right. Your full name. Uh, my name is Nora. It was Morales, but Pedrosa married now. Okay. And your uh, husband, you want to introduce your husband? My husband. Here's my husband, Richard. Hello. <laughs> That's about as much he's going to say. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, wish, I wish a lot of people just said that. <laughs> Richard is a sweetheart. I just have to tell you guys. He's a sweetheart. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, aside from when he tried to stab his brother, he's a sweetheart. I'll throw a brick at her name. 
so what? Memories of growing up? Uh, I mean, you're. you're oh. we're, I, well, I you wanted know. to touch. Uh, not you, but I wanted to yeah. touch up on <laughs> growing up in Southern California. Um, as a kid. As a you kid. You know, Tony. Tony had a very yeah. really, uh, interesting. So I'm the oldest, and yeah, growing up, you know, I grew up in La Puente. So my parents, you know, lived in uh, an area where, yeah, predominantly Latino. And I went to school out there till I was like in first grade. And then by the time I was going to second grade, that's when my dad moved us out here to Rialto. But, um, but very different areas, very different. Because when we were in L.A., when La Puente, that's where uh, me and Bere, you know, we went to school together out there. And we were in a, um, our classrooms were bilingual. So Head Start, you know, kind of first grade, it was, everything was bilingual. Your culture was embraced. You were, you know, we were in dances. I remember recitals. I remember my, my Tio Manny, he made us our skirts when we were in our recitals for, you know, for either Cinco de Mayo or whatever it was. It, it, it was it, it was all kinds of things we would celebrate at that school. and uh, But very different, you know. And so when my dad, you know, moved out to Rialto, you know, yeah, it was true. I hear that my dad used to tell us the stories that it was to, you know, take us to a better better area because of the, the gangs. I remember him always talking about the gangs. And um, and it's funny because I, I, I don't remember the part where we used to live with my aunt. At first, a few months when the house was getting built, we used to live with my aunt who was just you know, a few blocks away from us. From here? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, until the house was getting built. But I don't remember. Thank you remember the house waiting for this house? Yes. I was I remember I remember we, we when we lived in La Puente, I remember waiting for the house to get built. Uh, you remember the dirt I don't remember living with my aunt. It's weird. It's you like a the like house a being built? Okay. No. no. But we I remember seeing the dirt and everything. Okay. But you know, it was you know, later on, yeah, we embraced it. We, we we were so proud of what my dad did. My yeah. mom, my mom yeah. and dad. Yeah, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. It's always a team. It's and a but team. they worked together yeah, to, to raise us, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, but my dad worked also very hard. There was days that we wouldn't even see him. Not that he wasn't coming home. It's just his shifts were when we were going to school. He's at home asleep. And then when we come home from school, he's going to work. So we never so we wouldn't see him until the end of the week. But um, so we know he brought us here for the reason to get us away from the gangs and all that stuff that were happening. Were you guys exposed to that? Like knowing that you guys came out here and then knowing what was happening in Los Angeles? Or? No, I had no clue. No? We had friends. We lived in a cul-de-sac, I remember. Right. And uh, we had, you know, we had our neighborhood friends there. I remember the neighbor, one of the girls there used to she taught me how to ride my bike. I never knew how to ride a bike. And it just, it was fine. But before we knew it, yeah, we were packing up and moving. So, but, you know, it's because my dad was trying to take us to a better area. And, and it was a newer area of where we were at. So, yeah. Yeah, but then you're you're young and innocent. And you, have, you see things through a child's eye yeah, that right. You know, we never saw those yeah. fights or gangs or children uh -huh. or anything no. like that that mm -mm. they knew about. No, but when we moved out here, and it's like my brother was saying, we started. We got bus to a school across town. We're like, but there's one right here. Why are we getting bus? My mom and dad said the driver's right here. And they said, oh, no, the, everybody, the, the zoning of this area, everyone's going to this school. So we all had to go to the certain school. So zones, yeah. So the things that we went through, we, went, we, we 
I remember as being the oldest, um, we would get we would get uh, shit bags on our doorstep. I remember one time uh, somebody put one on there and lit it on fire. And uh, there, there were your parents. Where our new yeah. house, with our new house. And um, I do remember the stuff with like my brother was saying. You know what's happening at the elementary school. Um, some of the teachers were really, really bad. They just, you know, it was predominantly white teachers at the right, school. Yeah. But um, I remember. I think the hardest times for me was when I went to middle school or junior high, because I had to ride a bus then. That we had another middle school right by us, yeah. our junior high. And we were being bused to the north end. We're like, why do we have to go that far? We're right here. So, you know, and the interesting thing is, talking to my husband, he grew up here. He was born, you know, in San Bernardino. He he grew up here, and our experiences are very different. Because he lived on one side of the town, we lived on the other side of the town. And so to hear the stories, he's kind of like, no, he didn't go through any. And, you know, they're they're Latino also. But... Really, it's I tell you, blonde hair, blonde hair, blue eyes. Sometimes. <laughs> but I remember riding the bus to junior high, and I would be told, "You wet back seat, get off the bus." And, and see, you, you think that that doesn't happen in the in California, being yeah. a majority. Uh, yeah. Latino, Hispanic, Chicanos. Right, right. You never, as far as me, like, yeah. growing up, I thought you guys had it made in the shade. No. No, my todos, mom and todos, dad. Todos los immigrants, yeah. they come here, they have kids, they have it made in the shade. No. I never no. expected. No. I hear about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not back then. Not, when not when I would go to the stores and I'd have to, I learned from very young, I had to be the interpreter for my parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would see the way people would react to them yeah. because they were speaking Spanish. Oh, yeah. They were bad. Yeah, they were we, bad. We would go to the grocery store. We would go to the bank, you know, whatever. And I would be interpreting school. in school. school. Yeah. And they were they were bad. They didn't want to hear you speaking Spanish, yeah. you know. And so, so it, it, was, it was rough. And I think seeing all that and experiencing all that, <coughs> and I think that's why I decided to become a teacher because... I said I'm not. I don't want it. I don't want kids to go through that. I I know the stuff my brother went through, and I know the stuff I went through. And even in high school, I had some teachers that they didn't want to help me. They never wanted to help me. So really, honestly, I never in my mind thought I'm gonna go to college because the kids, the kids that were pretty much the predominantly white kids were the ones that had the, the counselors that were encouraging them, not telling them, look, this is the path to take, this is where you need to go, this is what you need to do. And us, no, it was just not till my senior year of high school, you know, we're being told, go ahead. Oh, yeah, do you want to, you, where do you want to go? Okay, well, you know what, you don't have all these classes that you need. So you're probably just going to have to go to a junior college. Yeah. And that was it. I was never helped out never. in any way. For your college material. No, no. But I was determined in that point that I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do this. My mom and dad taught us to where you need to have a career as you're growing up. You need to be able to stand on your own two feet, you know, and that's what my dream is for you guys. And this is why I was like, no. And 
And I remember my mom taking me. It was the summer. My I just graduated high school, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a break. My mom's like, No, 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 let's go. And she Why took break, me. One break. <laughs> she took me to uh, to community to community college in Riverside, and she's like, Let's go. You need to sign up. And I registered for it. You know, and it was my parents that encouraged us to do the best we could, and and I I just went from there. It wasn't easy, you know, and, and I had to work hard to everything I did, but, it, you know, in the long run, I think my determination was seeing what these kids went through with these teachers, but yeah. many of them were very racist. I said I wasn't, I didn't want to see kids go through that, yeah. and I think that's why I do what I did. And I, this is why I think I'm so protective of my family. Yeah. I am I'm very protective of my brother and sister. <laughs> We yeah, know my parents. That. We know that. We know that because everybody says, don't tell Nora. <laughs> Why not? Because she's going to blow up. Don't tell her. Yeah. So even in middle school and junior high, some girl was bothering my sister. And I went up to her. I said, what's it you're talking shit at my sister? And Norma had no idea I was going to do that. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's an older sibling thing. You've done it. Mario has yeah. done it. I did it. And guess who I did it to? Uh-huh. So my brother had a friend, and his friend and him were fighting for Hot Wheels, and that little kid took my took, <laughs> took my brother's Hot Wheel away, and I got pissed, and I went up to him, and I put my finger on him, and I was like, you little shit, you stop messing with my brother. You give him back his car, and don't you ever do that again. And he was all like, okay, okay. Yeah. Fast forward, he's my brother-in-law now. <laughs> <laughs> Do that way. Yeah. So, so now I want to interview the third sibling. The, you ready, Nora? The middle Norma? child. The middle child. 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 Problem child. Number two. No, no, no. Le cambio, le cambio, tío. Le cambio. But I don't have many. Mem- my memory is. That's you okay. No, no, no. I don't remember anything. Just name, social security number, and checking account. My social. If you could do something with it, go for it, man. Right. Name, Norma. I'm the middle child of uh, Blas, my and uncle. And she suffers from CRS. And I can't remember shit. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm the middle child. Um, you were yeah. born, uh, born in Glendale, California. California. And your husband next door? My husband, Stephen. He is. What do you want to say, Stephen? Stephen. Stephen, I, I copied my brother for the first time and I married him, Rollins. Yep. So, interesting fact here is. Nora and Norma are sisters, and they married brothers. Brothers Richard and Stephen. So they both get to keep the last name. Yes, and it's not Pedrosis and the And it's not incest because I don't know why people seem to think it's incest. Every time we tell them, we're like, it's not like we, you know, we married our brothers. Yeah, yes, that would have been pretty. Where you blushing? Yeah. So what do you remember about growing up in Southern California? You know what? I am so sorry, but I really, I really don't remember much. All I, I think because I was so, thank God for my sister. You know, she she did protect us a lot, and all the the awful stuff that was out there. I really didn't see it. I really didn't feel like I went through any of the stuff that she went through. And my brother has a good memory, so he probably remembers a lot more. Yeah. But because my memory sucks, I really don't remember. Ever really feeling that way? Like I was, you know, you were sheltered by that. Did you even yeah. suspect that was going? Like, no, because like I didn't know. I didn't really? know what it was. Wow. I didn't know. I all I knew was that we moved 
to a really nice house. It was brand new. Uh, we had, you know, Dad gave us pretty much what we needed. I felt like we had everything, and I think yeah. we did. Yeah. And I didn't see the bat. I never, I just don't remember the bat. I don't remember the bat. And I think because my such sister a such a, did a good job yeah. at protecting me, yeah. you know, I just don't. So what are some of the earlier memories you have about living here? They don't have to be bad memories, just anything that oh. stands out. Oh, hell. Playing, playing outside. Playing outside. <laughs> On the street, that kids yeah. don't do that no more. We we live on a cul-de-sac, so our, our house is like on a little tiny street to where um, when it was only our housing track there, no cars went through. So our neighborhood kids, which were all boys, me and my sister were the only girls, they'd go out and play uh, baseball, street ball. You know, and my poor sister, she loved playing sports. I hated it. I just loved doing my nails, playing with my dolls, doing my hair. It's true. And my sister wanted to go out there with hair pulled back, ponytail, getting down and dirty with these boys. And my dad did not want to have that. He said if she wanted to go out there, then I had to be out there too. So since I wasn't a really good ball player at all, these boys would get like, okay, well, no, we want her to play, we want her to play. You need to come out here. And I'm like, shit. So, okay, all right, fine, I'll be out here. So, I'll go sit on the sidewalk while they were out playing so my sister could play. Yeah. And there was one time they had a, one missing kid. So, they were like, you have to play because, you know, then it's not going to be even teens. And so I'm like, shit. So, what they did is they put me at the game is big ass club, put me way out, which would be the end of the street, the outfield. <laughs> so every time the ball would get hit out there, I, did, I didn't want to play, so I would sit on my glove. I'd put the glove down and sit in the middle of the street. And so every time the ball would get hit out there, they'd be screaming, Get the ball! Get the ball! And I would just watch it roll by. I said, I don't even want to be out here. And they're cussing me. They're just telling me all kinds of stuff. And here comes a poor kid that's playing, you know, second base or whatever, running the after ball. the ball right. because I was not. But that was the only way my sister would play because we were the only. So you sacrificed a lot for your sister. Yes, because yeah. I knew she. Yeah. The only thing I really I didn't do was basketball because all oh, hell. Oh, we the tried nails. that one. The nails, right? Oh didn't no! Didn't you do volleyball in high school? I did. No, middle school. Middle school. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, junior high back then. I did it. Yeah, but I think I did just because one of my friends did it. And she thought it would be like a cool thing to do and since nobody tried out yeah. I think that's why I made it because so nobody tried yeah and yeah but I never I don't think I ever played did you ever really. start or no did you, I don't did think you I did with the team or? no because no. I just don't really remember playing I just remember the picture we took the so picture so then now life you know you fast forward and you hated playing and you hated baseball oh. and what do your kids do <sighs> my two boys I have a daughter Age at 27, my son 22, Stevie, my little son 21, Ruben. So my two, they all played baseball. Nana, Adriana played softball and the two boys played baseball. The two boys played baseball from four and on, four years all the way till they were like 18 or so, 17, 18. So yeah, I grew up, I well with them growing up on the field. Yeah. Watching them and play ball, mom, and I was a mom cussing out the umpire <laughs> because he did a shitty job at calling my son out, or you know, not calling the strikes because my son, one of my sons, was a, a pitcher. But I got to learn everything about the sport. 
and a little bit about basketball when they played and then a little bit about football or more about football because of my husband because he he's very uh, he's into uh, into football. sports you got into anything all to the say? sports what you got anything to say or do you so, want to get interviewed yeah. no no good? yeah because my husband <laughs> loves he plays softball so when we met yeah he would play in softball tournaments which is funny because I never played a sport in my life. So you played softball with him, or no? No, oh, no. no. no we grew up playing softball. Played. We, we grew, grew up in San Bernardino, me and uh-huh. well, around this area. Yeah, around. Uh, we've been in the same house. My mom's been in the same house for like 50 years already. That's how old Richard is. We moved in the house the same year he was born. So, right. um, but we grew up with sports. Cause my dad played, and so we were always. We had to go with him all the time, so we're always out there. And, we had many injuries out there because we used to play. When he was playing, then me and Rich would be playing. And I think I broke Richard's uh, collarbone one time. Or... <laughs> so, why Richard why... is a sweetheart? <laughs> you don't know him, well, you know. But he got injured a lot. So it makes sense why say. you want to stab the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that. But you know that that's, uh, sports is part of our lives, and uh, and so that's why we uh, all the kids kind of learned it. Adriana, she like the best news I ever had when she said, "Hey, Dad." Uh, can I play softball? I'm like, what? Yes, you can. Let's go. Absolutely. I was at the store buying the stuff. I was like the kid at the candy store buying a glove and a bat, cool. everything, and until the boys Why are old enough to play. Why is that such a moment of pride for dads when they're oh, man, I, say I they just, want to do sports? Well, my daughter is sport. I was surprised at that. And she, uh, I don't know if she wanted to do it just because to make me happy. Right. Probably, probably so. Probably. But uh, she was such a shy kid, you know, yeah. and she wanted to be a pitcher. And, uh, it's a tough yeah. thing to do. Yeah, football. so, but she uh, she's ex- she's excelled at that. Whatever she wanted to do, yeah. and still, whatever she wants to do, she can do. Very so. But they they grew right. up seeing their dad play. Yeah, yeah. so that yeah. had a lot. Had they a lot. have a lot of stories. That was know. a big influence. Yes, it. and my father-in-law had a lot of stories too about when he was growing up and going to high school. He he because my mom and dad, you know, taught us to speak Spanish. Right. You know, we know Spanish and English. But my husband, you know, Richard was saying that growing up, yeah, his mom and dad spoke Spanish, but they didn't really show them how to speak it because my father-in-law grew up in a different time in San Bernardino where if you spoke Spanish, where we say he would get hit in the hand? Yeah, 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 he couldn't. So, so this is why when actually we got together and my father-in-law would have a chance to speak Spanish with me, he would do it. And he knew his son didn't understand it, but he still spoke it anyways, you know, so. He probably liked that, too. Yeah, yeah. But he did tell us those stories growing up that he wasn't, they weren't allowed to speak it at all in high school. Do you know any Spanish, Richard? Nothing. Nada. I do. I do. Uh, Taco, real enchilada. (laughs) 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 The important stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it was interesting hearing his stories yeah. like that growing up in cool. school. Mm-hmm. Now I want to get uh, the matriarch of the Diablo, eh? Yeah. Good stories. Yeah. Good stories. Yeah. Good stories. No, ándele nomás. Ya se puso los lentes. Ah, sí. Ah, sí. Ahí puso el invisible cloak. Nobody can see her now. 
Bueno, now we're going to talk to the matrix of the, of the Morales Pedrosas. A ver, tía. ¿Cómo se llama? ¿Quién es? Gaga. Gaga. ¿Cómo se llama? Better names Concepción. Encarnación. No, es Concepción, ¿eh? Sí. ¿Cómo le gusta que le digan? No le gusta. A ver, tía, a ver, Concha. No le gusta Concha. No le gusta Concha. Concepción, Conce. ¿Dónde es usted, oye? Como que no nos conocemos. ¿Dónde es usted, señorita? Tú estás como el de la mesa redonda, ¿no? Ah, a ver, a ver. Pero no soy maniaco, Dios. ¿Ah? ¿Dónde es, tía? ¿De dónde soy? Sí. De Juárez. De Juárez, Ciudad Juárez, Chihuahua, de Ciudad, México. De Chihuahua, México. XJ, Chihuahua. Platícanos, ¿cuándo conociste a mi tío? ¿Dónde lo conociste? ¿Todo la historia? No, más platícanos, ¿dónde lo conociste? ¿Dónde lo conocí en Juárez? ¿En Juárez? ¿Dónde lo viste la primera vez? ¿Dónde lo vi la primera vez? Sí. ¿Cuándo se te hicieron los ojitos de corazón así? ¡Ay! ¡Este plazes, mi amor! Uh -oh. ¿Dónde trabajabas? Hey, I'm in LA. I'm in... That doesn't happen. A ver, tía. Bueno, uh, su, su apellido maternal o qué, cómo es main name? Mi, el nombre de mi papá es como Pérez. Pérez. Concepción Pérez. Concepción Pérez. Ajá. ¿Y tuvo cuántos hermanos? Oh, diez y yo once. ¿Cuántos boys? Um, seis. Hombres y cinco mujeres. ¿Usted viene quedando más o menos? Soy la tercera de. de abajo para arriba. Okay. De los no, de los más chicos. ¿Y, y todo, todo el tiempo vivió en Juárez? Sí. Hasta 1973. Sí. ¿Se vinieron a Paso o hasta Los Ángeles? Mm, a Los Ángeles. Los Ángeles. ¿Y cómo fue, cuando, cómo fue la vida cuando llegaron a Los Ángeles? Si no, si no me quiere contestar eso... Fue, mi vida fue triste porque eh, yo era la única que me vine de mi... Es ok. Es ok, De mi familia. Ajá. So, ¿Todos sus hermanos sí. se quedaron en Juárez? Sí, todos, mi mamá, mi papá, todos. Pero... Yo lo que quiero que sepan es que yo no me vine porque yo tenía necesidad de venirme. No nos vinimos porque no teníamos casa, no teníamos donde vivir. Y yo le agradezco a Dios y a mi esposo. Estoy muy orgullosa de él porque desde que yo me casé con él, a mí no me faltaba nada. Él, no, él me tuvo todo desde que yo me casé con él. Nosotros tuvimos... Um, un apartamento nuevo, porque estaban nuevecitos donde nos fuimos a vivir. Um, él me compró todos mis muebles nuevos. Teníamos todo en Juárez. Eh, sí, en Juárez. Entonces, yo nunca en mi vida pensé que yo iba a venir a este país. ¿Nunca se imaginaba? ¿Nunca no, pensó? Me quiero no, ir al, no, me perdí al paso. No, ni al paso. Ni al paso no, le no, no, yo vivía feliz en Juárez. Pero, Pero era una vida muy diferente sí, en Juárez que aquí, sí, ¿verdad? Sí, muy diferente. Entonces, cuando mi esposo trabajaba en El Paso y vivíamos en Juárez. Por eso mi hija nació en Juárez. Porque yo nunca en mi vida pensé venirme a vivir a este país. Entonces, se acabó el trabajo de mi esposo. Lo movieron. Entonces, a él se le hizo muy lejos ir de Canutillo a Juárez. Y entonces, él decidió venirse acá a vivir a Los Ángeles con su hermano. 
Ah, su hermano lo invitó que se viniera para él acá. estaba acá, de los ah, Su hermano es mayor de él. Ajá. Y entonces él se vino. Pues yo me tuve que venir con él. Y aquí nos quedamos. Pero sí fue duro porque yo no, pues no, yo no conocía a nadie. Sí, es, la vida es, es, es muy diferente. Hasta las casas, el modo como vive la gente es muy diferente. Porque hasta el modo como lavan los trastes, hasta el modo como lavan tratado, ropa, todo es muy diferente. El el, todo, todo es muy diferente. Cuánto, ¿Cuánto duró así que, que dijera, bueno, ya me acostumbré a la vida aquí en Los Ángeles? O... Pues yo hasta que, yo creo que hasta que no nos vinimos a vivir aquí a, a, a Rialto, ya fue cuando yo ya, este, ya me dijeron, pues ya, ya esta es mi vida y yo de aquí ya no me voy a mover. Yo le dije a mi esposo, ¿sabes qué? Ya de aquí no nos movemos y de aquí nos quedamos. ¿Ya? Pero yo cuando yo me vine a vivir aquí a Estados Unidos, yo tenía 16 años. Entonces eso fue más duro para mí porque yo, yo tenía 16 años y con una niña de 3 meses. Iba a cumplir 4 meses. Sí, entonces imagínate dejar mi familia todo. Y yo le decía a mi esposo, y, y vámonos, yo no quiero vivir aquí, vámonos, yo no quiero. Yo lloraba, yo soñaba que yo estaba en Juárez. Y, porque yo viví muy, con pobreza, con muchas necesidades, pero como yo no conocía nada, yo no deseaba nada. No, yo no deseaba nada. No. Y, y yo, yo, viví, yo viví muy feliz allá, el tiempo que viví lo viví feliz. Y, y, es, y es duro porque dejas tu mamá, tu papá, toda tu familia. Y yo ahora lo que se me hace triste es que cuando yo voy a, a, a Juárez, cuando voy a ver a mi familia, saben que soy de su familia, pero no me miran así porque no me conocen. Yo quiero mucho a mis hermanas, a mis hermanos y todo, pero yo nunca he visto que uno de mis hermanos haga un sacrificio por venir a verme. Nunca vienen para acá, tío. Sí vienen, pero no que digan. Yo voy a juntar dinero, voy a, voy a hacer el sacrificio, a ver cómo le hago para ver a mi hermana. Y por eso es que te apegaste con mi mamá. ¿no? Por eso, por eso ella fue mi hermana. Ella fue mi hermana porque es cuando yo llegué aquí a, a Los Ángeles. Pues yo no conocí a nadie, fue muy duro. Sí, yo le agradezco. Para acá, para California, es cuando yo trabajaba en el centro del paso, junto al aeropuerto. Okay. Y movieron la planta donde está ahorita Aircraft. Ya, ya. Movieron allá, era muy lejos para mí, iría a venir todos los días hasta Juárez. Entonces ya hablamos con él. Uh, estaba muy lejos. Uh, no. No había la forma de estar viniendo todos los días, yeah. está muy retirado. Entonces ya hablamos nosotros, decidimos venirnos a California. Porque era muy retirado, en veces el tráfico estaba pesado, me tenía que venir por toda la paisano, todo la, hasta la, hasta la, llegar a la Juárez, llegar a Juárez yeah. cruzar el puente. Oh, yeah. Entonces ya hablamos nosotros, o sea que no hay, vámonos. Fue cuando decidimos dejar todo, pero 
en cuestión económica, gracias a Dios, siempre estuvimos bien. Siempre estuvimos bien. No, no. Ya cuando batallamos más cuando llegamos a California que cuando estábamos en Juárez. Yeah. En California batallamos más. Y aquí empezamos a batallar para salir adelante. Uh, ella me ayudó mucho ya cuando agarré el trabajo en, en, en Mailing Company. Uh, ella me ayudó mucho. Porque yo dedicaba todo mi tiempo a, al mío. Al Mailing. Yeah. Eh, que de cual gracias a ellos. De eso, como retirados, de eso vivimos. Pero era muy difícil porque en veces yo no podía ni venir a la casa, me quedaba a dormir en la planta. En LA. En LA, ya cuando compramos la casa aquí, me quedaba a dormir porque no podía venir. Ya eh, un niño, yo me quedaba un día, dos días en Los Ángeles y luego ya venía a la casa. Era, era bastante difícil. Ella tenía que llevar a los niños a jugar béisbol, fútbol, lo que se necesitara. Y yo no me venía a la casa, comía, dormía un rato y me tenía que regresar. My, my dad had to make a lot of sacrifices for us. My, when uh, I graduated from high school, my dad couldn't go to my graduation. His job wouldn't give him the day off. So he missed my graduation. But, you know, the, 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 the thing is, I like, fast forward, when I graduated college, my ceremony was on Father's Day. And it was the best gift that I could have given my dad. Yeah, sure was. So, a question for. Una pregunta para todos ustedes. For, where she, where she, is. <laughs> she don't remember. I want to really thank you guys for being so transparent. I, I, I know you guys. I know you guys, yeah. but I don't know you like that. So to me, it was very genuine that you guys were very transparent with your stories. That's I know. Fue fue algo difícil decir algo personal de uno. And I I want to thank you guys. That's that's amazing. And, and uh, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for your kids. They can hear it one day and it's recorded and it's logged. Your parents, you guys, now you guys are parents. And I want to thank you guys so much. And grandparents. Especially today on this Father's Day uh, that we were blessed to spend it with you guys. Uh, last words, anybody? You guys? Well, thank you for this opportunity, you know, for us to be able to speak. And, you know, we, I, I think I don't, we don't have that chance to be around both you and Lydia or Bere as much as we want to. And when we do get together, it's 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 like the best thing. It's like I have my brother and sister here with me too. You guys have always been a big part of our family. Same here. Usted tiene algo unas palabras? No? O si? Ah, si se va a servir. No, ya, ya. No, 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 no. no. Es que digo muchas gracias por haber compartido algo tan personal conmigo, con sus hijos. Y como le estaba diciendo a ellos, entonces no es algo para mí, para grabar, es algo para que... Nuestros hijos. Que sus hijos, nuestros hijos, uh, que tengan una, una, una dirección un día de que Blas y Concha Morales... Esto es un, eh, Conce. <risa> no le hace breve. Tengan algo okay. para... para Todos así mismo. Guiarse 
si, si quieren saber de sus, de sus parientes. Sí. No, yo nomás quiero decir que yo estoy muy orgullosa, muy orgullosa de mis hijos. Yo los adoro, a mis hijos, a mi esposo, a todos mis nietos y a mis yernos. Mi familia, yo le doy gracias a Dios por la familia que me dio. Y como dice la canción, no tengo cómo agradecerle a Dios por la familia que me dio. Como ustedes, mis, mis sobrinos. Le quiero decir que... algo, le quiero decir algo a usted ahorita que estamos todos aquí, que nunca tengo cuántos años, 30 y tantos. Sí. Ay, ¿eso te olvidó? <risa> como a Norma. De, que, de, todas las, de todas las tías. Y todos los tíos. Y nada personal. Cuando, los, cuando conocí a Lidia y que fuimos a una quinceñera y que yo andaba de novio con Lidia, usted fue la única que me trató. Me, me, me hizo boca. Me hizo boca. Lo trató bien. Y todo el tiempo, eso nunca se me olvidó. Una de mis tías lo trataron bien y le dieron la mirada. Tía, no. y, y, eso, y eso nunca se me olvidó de usted. Que usted fue la única que me, que me, que me hizo sentir uh, que estaba bien ahí. No, le, doy la, la, le doy muchas gracias. No, es y que... nunca se lo he dicho, pero ahorita que estamos de llorones, le voy a decir. No, es que, ¿sabes qué, hijo Tú estás casado con mi otra hija. Porque... Bere ya. es mi hija. Y dice ella, mi otra mamá, y le digo, no, ¿Sí? ¿la has hablado con tu otra mamá? Ella es, ella es mi hija. Ya. Y no, por eso. Le quería decir muchas gracias no. por eso y nunca no. le he dado las gracias. No. Pero nos vale hoy que, que nunca. nunca. Gracias, tío. No, pues gracias. a usted. Y yo los quiero mucho también. A todos. A ver, vamos a hablar aquí con Mr. Tony. Unas palabras. Ya. Parting, parting words. No, nomás eh, estamos contentos que estamos todos juntos. Uh, we all the family together here once in a while, no, not very often, but it's something good for a family, you know, to trade histories, uh, where we where we from, where we go, and to be happy with our kids, all the grandkids, the grand grandkids, <laughs> all the little rascals, and thanks God, we're still here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some are part of our family already gone. Yeah. But this is part of the nature. Yeah. It's part of the nature. Yeah. We have to wake up every morning and thanks God we're still alive and we go for it. Yes, sir. Enjoy it. Yes, sir. And go for it. And I say one more thing and uh, I always say that the family is the power. When we get together, I mean, we can do a lot of things. Yeah. If we break it apart, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, for me, my wife, my grandkids, my kids, everybody, we struggle every day. But it, it's good. Because it's they good, keep it's us. It's a good struggle. We keep us going. How about you, Norma? You want to say any last yes. shots? Any shout outs? I will remember next week, but uh, no, just that you know, you guys are just our family, and I, I appreciate you recording this because, yeah, it is, we'll be here forever. Um, and I'm glad you're, you guys are feeling so good that you guys are able to do this. I was gonna do this whether I was in the, the hospital or not. Uh, I told her, and I threatened her, and she was all like, We were at the airport in El Paso, and I told her, I'm gonna tell you something. 
before we take off. And she's all like, oh, God. Over there in California, I'm going to record a podcast, whether you get upset or not. And she's all like, whatever. Right? Right. <laughs> 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 Mr. Tony, any shout outs? No, just, uh, or where, where can we find anybody? Anybody yeah. else? I know you're. Instagram. Instagram. Happy Mama. Happy Mama. You're. Any shout out to your kids or. No, just, uh, you know, thanks for bringing up some of these memories, you know. Sorry that I, I, I wasn't. I didn't mean anything by it. I, no, I just no. wanted everything. It's fine. It's actually it felt good to talk, you know. That's great. That's uh, great. And it's just, uh, it's not, it doesn't end here, you know, to be continued. And next time we'll tell a story about when I drove your truck without knowing how to drive. <laughs> we can actually record that one next. <laughs> Tony, do you know how to drive standard? Oh, yeah, I've done that before. No, how about, didn't know. How about you, bud? Any last I, shots? I just want to thank my family, my second family, for allowing us to be here and allowing us to be a part of the family and uh, welcoming us. I've always felt like these are my second parents. They did raise me for a lot of years. Hey, I'm the crier. I'm the crier. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Hey, baby. It's okay. You all right? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, I'd like to, again, I want to thank all of you guys. Todos. Muchas gracias por sus historias. Están muy transparentes. Very transparent. I, uh, I'm glad we're here in uh, Southern California for Father's Day. Follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Chuco Chisme. Podcast, Instagram, Chico Chisme underscore. Uh, follow us on Google, Google Play, Apple Pay, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, give us a listen. Give us a rating. Don't be dicks, man. Listen to the fucking podcast. <laughs> and again, uh, Tony. On behalf of uh, Lydia and myself, uh, thank you, Norma. Thank you for listening to Chico Chisme. Mr. Tony. Tony. The Moraleses and the Pedrosas. Nora. Richard. I don't don't even know what to call you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of the family. Thank you much. Uh, Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Have you guys have a blessed week, man. See ya.